Hello and welcome to How Did This Get Brewed? My name is Fab. Here I will deep dive into the craft beer scene of Los Angeles. Each episode I will cover a different brewery and get to know the brewers, the founders, all those who work in the craft beer industry. If you love or are curious about craft beer and are in search of a premium buzz, you are in the right place. Today on How Did This Get Brewed? My guest is JP. Boudouin. He works at Modern Times Dankness Dojo. That is a brewery and tap room in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. JP, thank you for being on my show. Thank you for having me. First and foremost, I know I can see right I'm interviewing from my closet, but JP is at the Dankness Dojo the place where he brews beer at. Can you describe the location that you're at? Uh, I can. It uh, apparently used to be a uh, store for golf enthusiasts, uh, which uh, I don't I don't hate, uh, you know, a driving range or a mini golf course. I think it's uh, quite a good way to spend time outside. So I, I vibe with the spot. But yeah, it's mostly we we took the fact that it has just wonderful like like really just like old like nice brick and like good like high ceilings and cement and we kind of just put our own personal brand into it uh you know a lot of all of our art uh of all the tasting rooms is made in-house uh by our staff and the kind of like thing as you can see we were talking earlier about like there's Houdini and like the bar is lined with a lot of like Betamax covers and it's like uh we have like a D&D area map, pinatas everywhere. The kind of uh, general theme is like entertainment, uh, which uh, we felt really fit Los Angeles, uh, you know, probably more than anywhere else, honestly. This is the entertainment capital of the world. And uh, yeah, just uh, it's the city that helped make modern times what it is by just having that fan base there and that, uh, that market. So it was great to finally get to open this after three, four years and trying to just open it up in downtown LA. It took a, we grew a lot in that time, but it took a long time to open. And yeah, I, I love coming to work here every day. It's uh, super fun to look at. Yeah, it looks wild in there. Yeah, it has like a downtown industrial feel, but like a art installments all over. I've been there a few times and yeah, it's like just art installations all over so it's really a feast for the eyes but modern times is not originally from los angeles am i understanding that correctly uh yes it uh, still the the uh, mothership as we call it is point loma and uh is in point loma we call it loma land affectionately uh we since growing down there have really just like expand it throughout that whole neighborhood. Uh, there was a lot of things available, which was great for us. So our main hub is only like, it's a short like four or five block walk down to our power warehouse where we do all of our like really like fun sours and like our sought after imperial like stouts and like just big pastry stouts and just anything that touches a barrel and has like a lot of thought behind the adjuncts in the process is like, typically coming out of there and Lumland is not only 
putting out all of our like core stuff. Uh, they're also launching the majority of our seasonals and you know, brewing one-offs throughout the year. It's just a little more calculated, but yeah, uh, all it's all down there. And then we have a couple. We have the main tasting room, uh, and now we have the outside courtyard area, which is was happened before COVID, but really was we were lucky to have that once that happened. Uh, and then we have a little tasting room in North Park and a restaurant and tasting room in Encinitas, uh, which is also I think one of my favorite spots uh visually it's just got a really cool vibe to it <laughs> like it's like a wes anderson peewee's playhouse sort of thing going on which i appreciate so the aesthetics of modern times is a very important part of the brewery i take it it definitely like uh i think it came kind of naturally where it was just like we had this big empty space and everybody just kept brainstorming and then like got to the point where just the initial few things were so fun to do that like a lot of it is in our slack channel we have an art and merch inspiration thing people are always sharing art that they appreciate or installations they thought might be cool or like uh yeah a lot of ways to reuse certain things like that are not like like how i put it like trash is the wrong word but i think it's just like things that are more simplistic and like that we could take and use like uh like old like nobody needs a bunch of old Betamax uh anymore but like why why not use those things why not take those things like why not build a bar out of dominoes or books you know like they're all things that are out there and available and i don't know just kind of like anything to help people take their mind off of their daily lives or like it's them thinking about more leisurely activities, I think. It's Sounds like modern times is all about repurposing old things and making them giving a new life, so to speak. Yeah, when we when we can. Yeah. When we can. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you. So how did you get involved with modern times? Uh so I've been in LA for, I don't know, it's hard to remember or track time after these last couple of years. It's either been like eight years or a hundred years uh that i've since i moved here from philadelphia where i'm from and i was working at a very uh long-running fancy wine shop in uh westwood i won't name it but you know people can figure it out uh and well i mean like big fan of wine especially the natural wine thing which definitely gels with craft beer and what we do here we carry I help pick wine out for our tasting room here. Uh, and honestly, uh, for the first four cans, which were Lomeland, Saison, Black House, uh, our coffee stout we still have, uh, and then Blazing World and Fortunate Islands, uh, which Blazing World still gets made from time to time, but uh, Fortunate Islands is still part of the core, uh, just kind of showed up in our beer section and immediately was like, what are these? Took them all home uh, as well as uh, other employees did. And we just kind of like talked about it and we're really excited. And we had found out that they were doing a tap takeover like that same week. Uh, it was at Beer Belly, the original Beer Belly in Koreatown between 5th and 6th on Western, which I at the time happened to live on the corner of 5th and Western. So I was like, oh, I was, I'm already there all the time. 
uh, I was still getting kind of like familiar with what the beer scene here was. So like Beer Belly was a great place to be as well as like where I was working at the time, we did a lot of just trying to get as much local stuff in there as possible. Um, so like when I moved here, it was like Noble when uh, Evan from Green Cheek was still there and like Beachwood is like so hard to get those things. And it was just like so treasured. And then Modern Time showed up and I was just like, I love how much their back of the can is just like well written and just very honest about like what's in there and what it was, what it's aiming to be and just informative. And after going to Tap Takeover and trying some of the more special stuff uh, that they had just like made small batches of because they were still really new, I was I was hooked. I was a fanboy immediately. Uh, flash forward. Uh, that shop was shutting down and uh the day i actually got laid off i went home and i saw modern times was hiring what was called a party wizard which is the events and like uh bar rep so like you're kind of a sales rep but you're more of just kind of like you're the guy it's like who's getting people drunk or like giving not drunk giving people tastes of uh beer on like a wednesday at a bevmo or you're at like a festival anywhere between like Santa Barbara and like San Diego and just really having a fun time talking to people, getting to meet other brewery representatives and brewers. So it kind of just turned into that and then rolled into, I was supposed to just be a bartender and then be the party wizard here. Uh, the brewer who opened the place needed help. I said, I'll help. And then it really turned into a full-time job. I was like, I first I had homebrewed with friends a couple of times, but not really anything serious. So just rolled into uh, doing it, honestly. It was a thing I liked, but it was never a plan. So it, was, it really snowballed for me, uh, the whole month. It just kind of happened little by little. Organically, yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's see, Modern Times, they are a vegan brand of beer, right? Mm -hmm. So is that something unique? Are many beers not vegan or tell me um, about so that? This, this is the case too with like um, certain alcohol in general. Um, there are things uh, I would say in like a broader adjunct uh, way. All of our, like, so, you know, there's like the milkshake IPA, which is like a popular style, which uses uh, lactose sugar, which is a dairy derived sugar which, you know, makes, it's tasty, it makes things creamy and fun, but, uh, you know, we can't use that, so we mostly just use vanilla beans and higher kind of, like, protein malts and more oats, things that will mimic, like, much softer, like, body and mouthfeel to get that same desired effect, and then once we add fruit, we normally go with, like, uh, depending on like the style, we'll go with uh, Madagascar vanilla or like Tahitian vanilla can have a lot of like things to offer too in a like marshmallowy kind of way. And then, so like, we still call it that style um, because if soy milk and almond milk can still be called milk, a uh, vegan beer can still be called a milkshake in my opinion. Uh, and like, yeah, so we, that was actually something we launched here because uh, we are the pilot R&D facility for the company. Uh, like in like not just a brew pub the purpose is to kind of just always be testing out something new so 
what better way than to try to figure out how to do a vegan milkshake? Uh, and we did that for the Eat Drink Vegan Festival. So that was like our, uh, that was a uh, collab we did with an event and uh, I believe Donut Friends was also a part of it. And we uh, just kind of like went from there. Uh, a lot of finding agents, like uh, you can see how nice and clear this beer is. Uh, this is using what is called Biofine Clear, which has uh, no uh, animal derived uh, proteins or enzymes in it. Regular Biofine uh, is derived from like certain uh, enzymes found in like fish bladder and other type of things. Uh, and just like certain things people use to keep uh, dark beer consistent can also have uh, like carmine or other kind of like things derived just from animals that you wouldn't even think. You're like, who thought to put that in this, you know, like, and it's just like something that's always existed from like, you know, our booming, ever booming, like industrialness of this country. And uh, so that's really common. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like, yeah and it's honestly like, I mean, I'm, I, I didn't eat meat for several years, but uh, that was a very long time ago. And I don't think I'll, I'll like, you know, state that I don't think there's, anything wrong with any breweries who are using those things because they are trying true products. A lot of wineries use them too. Uh, like uh, you'll see, like people say like no fining agents or certain things like that. And then it's very much about uh, clarity uh, not being used or animal. Like if something's saying it's vegan, it's mostly boasting that like on the wine or like the liquor side, it's mostly boasting like that they use different finding methods than most people. But there's nothing wrong with those other ones. This is just uh, founders' ethical stance on that. And yeah, also no honey, <laughs> which stinks because I love honey. But we burn barrel aged maple syrup. And that's pretty damn good too. So well, honey is <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a gray area for some vegetarians. But I don't know. Like either way, I'm about. I'm about saving the bees. The bees are great, so. Nice, so that said, are you always in search of like new products, new ingredients to work with for the beers? Oh yeah, uh, especially nothing rings truer about that than when we started launching the hard seltzers of the Los Angeles uh, facility. Uh, water is hands down my favorite drink. I didn't actually like sparkling water until uh, I had to start making it and I was just kind of fell into it because I was just tried everybody else's and like just to try to understand because if I'm going to be the one making it I wanted to kind of know uh, and you think it'd be easier to flavor water but it's very hard so uh, you know beer at least has it has the malt it has the sugar it has things to hold for flavor to hold on to water is just gonna it wants to be water and it will clear things up so we've tried all natural things you know but like uh that's what led more into the smoothie category or just trying like more tea or like fragrant things or trying like a combination of flavors like not just using like one kind of lime or one kind of coconut or things like that so that that was a that was a big part of it yes <laughs> A coconut, so just a coconut. You can find different kinds, even within that fruit. Oh yeah. Or nuts. We'll use, we'll use just like toasted coconut. Um, I think, like in terms of like seltzer or like beer, is going to give you a very fresh kind of coconut taste. Uh, coconut cream is going to be very 
decadent and daiquiri like and then uh sometimes especially in stouts we'll use the macaroon cut coconut and it has uh sweetness to it but it definitely pronounces the coconut more that's kind of more the middle ground of the other two i just mentioned but there it's all about like approaching what you're trying to do at that point i think excellent what is your favorite style of beer to drink personally um i uh, they're they're similar but on different yeast camps i love a lightly hoppy lager and i love an american pale ale i just like a nice modest combination of malt and hops that is just crisp and clean but uh i also sucker for a saison i'm a natural wine guy and i feel like with that on the rise, the Saison will will return and become popular again, but you can really, it's such a turn a dial sour. It's like you can have this light hoppy, uh, like farm housey kind of beer. You could have this fruited sour and they're just all very different. And I, I love a Saison too. In 2021, this year, what's a popular style of drink that everyone's raging about? I think uh, the smoothie seltzer has been the thing I've been making the most of here. We've canned two of them since I started making them. I've made five or six different ones. I'm making, I'm repeating uh, one of my favorite ones in the next couple of weeks, which was Pog, just passion fruit, orange, guava. I think it's just a, you know, like it's a very popular kid's juice and tastes like uh, Flintstones push pops or generic, sorry, Kirkland push pop or whatever. I don't, I don't know. We're getting trouble with branding, but uh, it's like a nice, easy going, like can't fail type of thing. I just made uh, one that I believe we're going to package down the line that was coconut, pineapple, banana, and key lime. And it was like one of those like, I don't want to say rare instances, but like one of those ones where you like have a thing in your brain and you're like, I hope this works. And it's exactly what you pictured as opposed to like when you're like, oh, no, this came out good. I would change this. I was just like, no, if we do this, no way change anything. Just I want to be in the same mood that day. I want to have the same thing for breakfast. I'm not going to mess this up like this is that was a thing that I, I was really uh, stoked on. Uh, we put granola in one and I was like, a little doubting it wasn't my idea and I was just like oh that's that's fun I know we've done stuff like that in beer and then it really still tastes like granola and I was like oh I'm just gonna I like when I'm reminded to not be pretentious or have preconceived notions I really try not to go in with any doubt in an open mind because I just know time and time again I'm going to be proven wrong the more I'm negatively confident in something. So uh, I just kind of roll with it. And uh, like I said, I would, it's, I love fruit and I like sparkly things. I would never, I love hearing people drink it and they're just like, I hate that I like this. And you're like, it's such a like goofy notion to say that, but it's like, they know what it is and it's silly, but it's like, come on. It sucks today. Everything sucks right now. We deserve fun things. We deserve good show, TV shows and music and like giant, like smoothie, yet highly sparkling drinks. Like we do, we all deserve these things in my opinion. So I, I do think that is honestly what I'm having the most fun doing, even though I've never made this many lagers in my life. And I'm also 
ecstatic about that. You know, it's it's nice to get to do that as opposed to just making hazy IPA after hazy IPA, which is fun, but it gets a little, the lines start to get skewed. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that you want to do, just have fun, just do whatever is fun. And also something that you said a few, like a minute ago, begs the question also, like people who work in your industry, is there a tendency to become like a beer snob or like you said, I think the word that you used was uh, pretentious, you know, is that something that is easy to fall into? I think it's like, you know, it's not a... Uh you know, like, it's not a hard and fast rule. I think it's not, and it's, I don't think it's, you know, just like brewer or like some, like people who work in the industry specific. I think it's just anybody who is like, this is a big part of their life, you know? And I can, I think that's true of anything. Like, you know, you're going to, you're going to go find the guy who sees every Marvel, everything that comes out. He's going to have a lot of opinions and you're going to be like, okay, like that guy, translate that to beer i work in a natural wine shop on the side on the weekend it's definitely the same people in that category it's like i think what i learned a long time ago doing this is like not to say i'll never do this i never like this i like not to speak like speaking uh like definite like things that you don't know because it's going to change uh i think there is like a thing where people have an idea and I think it helps them be excited about that idea and it helps them kind of like find their drive in like at times like so they're like they really they really truly believe this thing and it works for them but it doesn't mean that it can't work a completely different way for somebody else and I think uh I've been lucky to see a lot of uh like brewing industry vets and like uh, just at this point, just like people I know as customers or friends throughout like the last like almost decade in LA and just like really like I think anything that's like uh, influenced me of like how I try to speak about it where it's just like oh this style is not normally for me this is what I typically don't like you know they have like their conditions they're setting up and they can explain what they like about something that they wouldn't normally reach for more. Uh, I think it's like all about like, yeah, it's a fine to pick it apart. It's fine to do that. But it's like, if you're not seeing the forest for the trees, you know, if you're like, again, like going to something like a smoothie seltzer and you're like, it's way too fruity. It's like, Hey man, like that's what it is. You know, <laughs> like, that's not, that's not our fault. I mean, it is, but it's not, that's, you should understand what this is. You know, it's a little more, <laughs> it's confusing at times, but I think, uh, yeah. To end long story short, yes, tons of snobs, but a <laughs> uh, lot of them, a uh, lot of them mean well, or just, they're just excited, you know, like they just want to know everything about the thing they know. And they're just like, you get, they get in their kicks, you know, it's like, especially like music. You're like, I'm going to listen to only heavy music this week. I'm only going to listen to dance music this week. You're like, you really get into a, just a, feel of what you want at the time, I think. And that reigns true with what you're drinking. So every once in a while, will you still have like a Corona or a Dos Equis or something like that? Yeah, I think that's the thing too about like, uh, like another thing like with like, like preconceived notions or pretensions, it's like, where are you? It's like, are you gonna be the guy at your friend's party being like, ugh? You bought this for all your friends? 
because you care about them you're in it like that would be insane you would be such a jerk to do that it's like oh are you at a nine hole like chip and putt by lax you're like oh they have miller like cool like i don't tend to buy or support those things like or like just because uh that's not what i work in and that's not where i want my money to go but like if I'm at an airport or I'm at this or I'm at somebody's party, it's like, I'll 100% go into all that. Like, cause why, like there's a time and place for anything, you know, it's like, like you, if you're hungry, a mediocre sandwich is going to be the best meal like in the world. But like, it's, is it, I don't know, I'm getting a little lost in that, but like, I just kind of think, yeah, there's definitely time and place for everything. And it's like, the second you start thinking you're above something is when you're really in trouble because you're not seeing what you're doing uh, as well, I guess. Yeah, I, I was going to ask also, who have you collaborated with? Any other breweries or brewers? Um, so not, not a lot recently because, uh, you know, of how things have been. But uh, yeah, lots of, we've actually done a ton of collabs here uh several with highland park uh we've done one with el segundo here and one with them there uh we've done a couple with mumford uh then we get a lot of when we were able to do our beer festivals we would get a lot of people coming through uh so it's been fun to get to do stuff with, like some of the bigger guys like uh you know other half has rolled through garage project and they're just like again like you can really tell uh a vet a veteran of the industry by like how they act and carry themselves and they're just like super unpretentious guys doing amazing things and just like want to know about you and talk talk about what you do here and it's like it's very humbling but like yeah we've done we've had people visit uh like california and just set stuff up because somebody used to work in San Diego or somebody used to work in Portland or, and we're like, oh, well, we can do something here. And like, uh, like I remember we did one with Image when, before they opened up their new location and they're, they're just like two of the sweetest humans in the world. So it's just like, you're just like, we're having a really pleasant day. And like, it made a really pleasant beer. And you're like, this whole experience was the full spectrum of pleasant and like what we wanted. And it was like really, it's really cool to get to do that. Um, and then just like festivals occasionally, sometimes just like event-based ones or like we have an Arizona account I'm working on a recipe for right now that we do a beer for them every year. And they're just like, just our biggest fans and best customers in Arizona. And like, I love how much they appreciate us. You know, it's, it's, it's really cool to get to do that stuff. We have a couple more minutes. We're running out of time, unfortunately. But I talk a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. That makes it so much more easier for me. Thanks. It's been so much fun. And I was going to say, well, how, long, how easy is it for someone who wants to be a brewer, a brewer to crack into this industry? Um, you know, uh, it was fortunate for me. Uh, I mean, I do already look like this. So it, the transition to brewer was pretty easy. But uh, I think like the thing that uh is probably the worst about this job is something you do a lot in the beginning which is a lot of lifting and cleaning and that 
is important because that's never going away. So the more you're willing to do that and like just the ability to like learn and not have again, preconceived notions and just kind of be open-minded to what you're doing and like wanting to be excited about it. It's, I would say it's like uh, the hardest part is getting that first job. And then you can kind of keep going from there. I think a big part of it will be just try and try and do that. And, uh, you know, I'm almost 37. I've only been doing this for four-ish, five years, something like that. I started when the dojo opened, so uh, I should know what that is. But again, COVID has me not knowing what time is anymore. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, if you can start a whole new industry in a whole new industry at any age, it's just about like how you want to approach it. And regardless, old or young, it's just about what your previous experience is and what, how your attitude is. So like, it's just, you just got to get that first job and gut through it, but yeah. So good attitude, be ready to roll up your sleeves and work Yeah, and lots of cleaning. Oh yeah. Oh my God, JP, thank you so much for coming on the show. I wanted to ask you, is there any way people could find you on social media or the Dankness Dojo for that matter? Uh, yeah, uh, so all Modern Times locations, other than just the main Modern Times account, have uh, their own Instagram. So it would be, I think it's Modern Times DTLA or just if you search Modern Times Dankness Dojo, it's the one with all the posts. Uh, I am just, uh, it's a very weird name, but I'm uh, at Earthworm Jimmy Carter on Instagram. If you want to, if you want to see some B plus memes and pictures of wine and pizza, then that's where you should go. Just Earth, it's just Earthworm Jim, which is a favorite childhood video game, and Jimmy Carter, who's just probably the only president I like. Uh, he's a farmer uh infrastructure not getting into it but yeah just those two things together earthworm jimmy carter too funny all right then well thank you again jp this has been how did this get brewed thank you all for listening be excellent to each other and please drink responsibly for kpcradio.com i am fabiola carrizosa